Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Shelly. And welcome to another episode of... Brands And Brands, I mean dead. <laughs> <laughs> you really... You really made that one last on the end there. Uh, I ha- I had more. I had more in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's our Halloween edition. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think you just kind of pulled this one out of your ass anyway. But I think it just ended up being fortuitous that it is Halloween because this book involves zombies. Well, no, I made a point of trying to find something kind of Halloween y. Yeah. For this week because it was Halloween week. Are you doing anything for Halloween? uh, Well, okay, so at work, there's a pumpkin carving contest and a costume contest, and we're doing an escape room. Wow. That's all work. (laughs) Government dollars. Tax dollars at work. Oh, wow. Uh, And then we have friends coming over in the evening. Um, One of them is Israeli, so he's never really experienced Halloween before. Um, we're just gonna hang out, hand out candy to the kids, and then one of the breweries close by is doing like a little Halloween thing, so we'll probably wander over there afterwards. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Um, I am doing nothing. I'm probably going to. My mom is probably gonna hand out candy to the kids because she likes doing that. It's um, fun. I'll probably. I like. I actually like seeing the kids dress. It's like one of the only times I actually like seeing kids because they're <laughs> pretty cute, and they're usually on good behavior because they want your they shit. Want your, exactly. <laughs> so, actually, it, like Halloween is my favorite holiday. Yeah, I love it. So no obligations, no nothing. You mm-hmm. can dress like an idiot as an adult, and you're fine. Yep. Just it's great. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So happy Halloween! Yay! Happy Halloween! Mm. Uh, what are you drinking? Are you drink? Is your drink themed this week? Well, I have it in a really nice the mug, the Halloween mug. One of the Halloween mugs, yeah, from David's Tea. If you don't know what that uh, is, look it up. Yeah. Hey, is there a David's Tea near you? Not super close, but there is one close-ish, and I did get this year's mug. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, can you pick me up one because I'm not near one at all, and I won't be near one, and I can't get one. Uh, yeah, I can probably go get one if they still have them. That would be amazing if you could. Thank you. Yes, I will do my best. Thank you. Um, so I'm actually, because I have surgery in a week, I am off the sauce, so I'm drinking tea. Oh, my goodness. Which tea are you drinking? I am drinking a ginger turmeric tea from the Banff uh, Tea Company, which is when I'm in Banff, I usually stop in this tea place because they're good. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's ginger and turmeric, which is really good for my stomach. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I am drinking a pumpkin beer. Oh, you like your pumpkin beers. I do like my pumpkin beers. And it's the pumpkin season. It's the Halloween season. So I thought it would be, I was going to say respectful. <laughs> I thought it would be appropriate mm-hmm. uh, for this evening. Yeah. And how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay, I guess. We got some good news. Very exciting. Chris got a new job. Yay! Good, yay. So I'm pouring all this beer on top of a bunch of champagne. <laughs> we Thanks. drank earlier to celebrate. So you're going to be all sauced up. I am all over the place right now. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> well, you, you sound very well put together. Oh, thank you. That might change. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
How about you? Um, I've been, I've been actually very busy with my businesses. Okay. So uh, it's been one of those things where, you know, you feel like I went to the Toronto Ski Show on Sunday afternoon to help out some of the vendors. And it was nice kind of like contacting people. And as you know, like I'm not a full time in the ski industry for the first time in like 24 years. Doesn't it feel um, great? This year. And it feels really nice to reestablish and reconnect with people without having to be angry. Well, just to relax about it. <laughs> yeah, like I love right? my I love my sport and I can kind of reconnect with it now that I'm kind of like outside the realm of the political bullshit that I would have to deal with before. So yeah. um, so that was good. And then I, I ran into a whole bunch of people that, you know, it was nice to see. And then today I stopped by uh, where I'm going to be working this winter just for fun. Mm-hmm. And I ran into like a whole bunch of people, including some new members that I know who are awesome people in general. So nice. Yeah. So it was actually, it's actually been pretty good, but super busy. So um, the distillery stuff, I've been in contact and trying to get in information for that because I am starting a dist- distillery. So, mm-hmm. and then um, as we know, we got hacked at Chicks and Dicks. We so, did. Um, yes. <laughs> this is an so, ongoing problem. Yeah, so I've been dealing with that and then had business meetings through the other internet stuff that we do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just running around. Okay. Crazy. Well, it's yeah. good to keep busy. Yeah, exactly. But I did have time to read this really um, oh, uh, <laughs> great choice of yours. Thanks. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a quick read. It was. Thank God. Thank <laughs> The maker. Yes. <laughs> so our book this week, my choice, and I picked for Halloween, Flesh by Kylie Scott. Oh. Are you ready for the synopsis? Yes, okay. I am ready. I actually don't even know what the synopsis was. So well, I'm here we go. <laughs> okay. Allie has been hiding in an attic since civilization collapsed eight weeks ago. When the plague hit, her neighbors turned into mindless, hungry, homicidal maniacs. Oi, already we're off to a bad start. Yep. <laughs> Daniel has been a loner his entire life. But he was married. <laughs> That's like so wrong. Oh <laughs> anyway, then the world empties and he realizes that being alone isn't all it's cracked up to be. Finn is a former cop who is desperate for companionship and willing to do anything it takes to protect the survivors around him. When the three cross paths, they band together. Sparks fly. Romance blooms in the wasteland and Allie, Daniel, and Finn bend to their very human needs in the ruins of civilization. Lust, love, and trust all come under fire in flesh as the three battle to survive, hunted through the suburban wastelands. Oh, God. Okay, so this takes place in Australia. It does. Not that that really matters. Well, the whole all. time I'm, like, reading it in an Aussie accent. <laughs> like, a terrible Aussie accent, which makes it actually almost more comical and more terrible. Oy. So, yeah, exactly. I'd be like, oh, I might get up on the roof. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's my terrible. I, I think I've just offended a whole continent. So <laughs> Right, Mike, that's awesome, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, sometimes I watch, Chris and I, we got into this show called Towies. Towies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just this reality TV show about this tow company in Australia. <laughs> and it's awesome. Oh, and it's like you're dealing with the slang. But here's my thing is, is that this book takes place in Australia, but there's not actually really any Aussie slang in it. 
No. And all Aussies speak in in their like colloquial slang. Like they're like I'm surprised they didn't have another. They call these zombies the infected. That's but not if you a live slang in Aust- term. That's just a no, way no, no. But I'm saying the word no, zombie. But, what, but my point is, is that in Australia they will call they will nickname anything anything. Like the afternoon is the avo. Okay, so <laughs> so if you're dealing with infected in Australia, then I would think that they'd probably like call them, you know, like Chazwazers. Chazwazers. <laughs> like, Bullfrog. That's a weird name. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't like, it doesn't fall in. So the characters seem very also. I I think that's a conscious choice by the author, because if she were to write the book entirely in Australian slang, nobody would be able to read this. No, but you could at least come up with a better name than the infected. Well, that's not, yeah, but that's not an Australian thing. That's just, as I said earlier, just a way to get around typing the word zombie. zombie. Because for whatever reason, people shy away from zombie and find some other word to use in its place. And I used to think it was cool. I have since changed my mind. And I think it's stupid. Call them what they are. They're fucking zombies. They're not infected. These people have died and have come back as zombies. And But I think think one of the reasons they, they say infected is because it's... It implies that it spreads, right? Whereas zombie is singular. No, but but zombieism, zombie, always, zombieism I, always spread. It was always. No, I know. It's always it's always been a kind of disease, a lot like vampirism, for that matter. They're both kind of um, analogs for the spread of disease. But I and guess I zombie I know, I, is a mind you. These zombies, you just you turn. You don't actually die and then rise. Yeah. So in, I suppose infected is on point because that is what happens to you. But they're fucking zombies. Yeah. No, Let's not good. beat around the bush here. Yeah. Anyway, so um, let's let's start off at the beginning of this problematic novel. <laughs> oh my. So it started pretty quickly. I think I started this before you did. And I was like halfway through. Yeah. When I texted you about it and you hadn't even begun and then you finished it way before <laughs> I managed to get through it. I honestly read <laughs> 300 pages in about three and a half hours, four hours. It's quick. Like it's, to the novel's credit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a quick read. It's Yeah. And it does. The pacing is quite good. But that <laughs> having been said. Maybe so not start, a great read. <laughs> well, so we start off with, um, oh my God, what's her name? Allie. Allie. And she is, uh, or I guess, no, we should no, start, we start off with, with Dan. It starts yeah, with start Dan's with, point of view. Yeah. So Dan's like basically staring at this woman and he's, he's completely like, in love with her. Yeah. And he's got like a heart on already just looking at her. And I mean, it's the first one he's seen, first uninfected woman that he's seen in we have to assume at least two months. Eight, yeah, eight weeks. Um, so I can understand why he would feel the way he does about her. Those mm-hmm. feelings never abate. No, that's fine. And Which so is anyway. fine. That's great. But he's like, fuck me. Fuck this woman. That's all I yeah. want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she picks up on this and is like basically runs away from him. And zombies chase them and she runs away from him and the zombies. Yes. 
Because she's caught, he, she's caught scavenging for food in a neighbor's house, essentially. Which is fine, but she just didn't expect him to be there. So they're both in the same house at the same time. She freaks right the fuck out, fires her gun at him, which draws the zombies to them, and then she uh, takes off. And yep. he chases her, and they, they lock themselves up in the house that she's been hiding out in for the past two months living in the attic and she just wants to run back upstairs to the attic and he's like oh no you don't and it's like dude leave her alone <laughs> no he's very um i have to say all the men in this book are like super persistent to the point of rapey patronizing <laughs> kind of, more like, yeah patronizing but also almost almost rapey at times i'd say finn is more rapey than daniel Yes, that is true. Daniel's like, more concerned, but he's Finn like is... he's very forward. Yeah. He's like, I want to give it to you, but yes. I won't because I respect you. Yeah, whereas Finn is rapey. Whereas Finn's like, I want to stick it up your ass, and I'm just going to wear you down until you agree to it, <laughs> which is what so, happens. Spoiler so, alert. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so, so she. What well, I remember finishing this book and saying that it, what goes out with a bang. So yes, anyway. he did. But anyway, we'll get there. So anyway, so Dan and Carly, or Carly, I don't know why I say Carly, Carly. Allie, Allie. So Dan and Allie end up um, being together via circumstance, and they figure that it's Dan suggests that they get out of there because it makes no sense to stay. And he's so they right. have to, and he's right, and they have to go. And Dan's like seems to be reasonably smart. He's he's a re- he seems to be quite a reasonable person actually. But yeah. He so on their way, um, they get the hint that someone's following them, and since it's utter chaos, they think that it's probably going to be someone not so great. But it ends up being Finn, who is an ex-cop, which I don't really believe unless he was like Secret Service because he seems to have like crazy moves. Or yeah, like Special Forces or something <laughs> yeah. like that. He's like super cop. Yeah, exactly. And, so and I mean like, that in like a Jackie can Jackie Chan. Chan, Chan yeah, way. absolutely. Like he just like pulls shit out of like anything and then he knows like exactly what gun to use and like he's trained in every we- conceivable weapon on the planet. And like hand to hand combat and yeah. you can't hear him coming and Exactly. Yeah, he's like he's basically God. the Aussie version of Navy SEALs, but he's just a cop, right? But he's just, just a cop. Because he has and a badge. he's fucking like twenty four. Yeah. Or something like that. He's young. And he's got it. And like, and it, it's weird because at some point he like shows them his badge and he's like, see, I'm honestly a cop. It still doesn't mean anything like, in the post-apocalyptic world. He could have gotten that off the dead cop for all we know. Or even if it is you in that photo, who's to say that you're not an asshole? Right. An order. Is Maybe you're a bad cop or a dirty cop. Yeah. <laughs> a fired cop. Well, you probably still wouldn't have your badge if you got fired. But again, nothing matters in the post-apocalypse. No. And so you find out that there are also factions of like crazy kind of Mad Max world people. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Marauders. Yeah, the Marauders. Bad yeah. guys. It's basically like it, that that whole scene reminded me of Mad Max. Yeah. So, and it's yeah, so they run from these Marauders. They get like Allie, you know, she's a commodity because she's an uninfected female, so everybody wants to rape her. And Dan is extremely protective of her immediately and they sleep with each other in the first 48 hours. Which and, is fine. Her choice. Yeah, was, That's yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, like he realizes the depth of his feelings for her, blah, blah, blah. 
Finn then enters the picture and then, you know, saves their lives. And Dan realizes that Finn is useful to them as well for survival because of his skill set. So he also wants Allie to sleep and mentions it. She wants she wants Allie to sleep with Finn <laughs> because being a threesome in a open relationship is makes more sense from a security perspective. I have such a problem with this. Not that, like, I have a problem with open relationships or threesomes or anything like that. It's your choice. Do what you want. I don't care. But he, like, like, he could see that Finn is attracted to Allie. And Allie is closer to Finn's age than she is to Dan, I believe, yeah. who's, like, 44 and she's 32. And I guess he's, like, 24. Maybe there actually isn't that much difference. Anyway, the point is, Finn's, like, a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. And he can tell that Allie, that he is attracted to Allie. And it's only a little later you find out that Allie is attracted to Finn. But mm-hmm. the point is that, like, the first night that the three of them are kind of holed up together, Dan's like, oh, you know, you could have sex with Finn and I'd be okay with that. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking Oops. about? And it's just like, it comes right out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's a re- it's a problem for the story because he keeps harping on this, and it's like, dude, you don't know these people and, and, and at in this re- all. And the, and in this regard, he wears her down. In this regard, he does. He pre- he essentially pressures her into forming this open relationship between yes. the three of them, and she's like not cool with it at first. And no, then she's like, like, oh, but, but she- I am a- I am like sexually attracted to Finn, and he wants to fuck me. And Dan said it's okay, so I guess I'll have sex with Finn now. Yeah, like, okay, so first of all, she is a useless character. She, she really, is the worst. She is so Second terrible. only to Finn. Finn, who yes. I hate it. Oh, I know. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about the first time he has sex with Ellie. And she says, please stop. And he doesn't. Oh, and my God. Point, and at that point, that's rape. It happens twice. <laughs> yes twice they're in bed together twice she tells him on two separate occasions tells him to stop and he's like yeah nah, no nah, you like this and eventually she does like it but it still doesn't like, make it that's beside right? the point she told you to fucking stop dude <laughs> yeah exactly you stop and what you're doing being a cop i would think that you know what rape is <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so many problems with so, this scenario i know like i was i was reading it and i was like i actually stopped reading at that sentence and was like i have to put this down for a second because it, it upset me yeah i need to walk away yeah walk away just need some away. space because he's gonna well kind of rape her yeah no no that is that is actually rape. it's upsetting to say the least because so finn's just an asshole and can i also talk can we also talk about for a second the amount of condoms that are in this post-apocalyptic well that, i mean yes it has to happen that like it's just i, I know but still it's like of... it's, it's a good thing that they have all these condoms everywhere <laughs> and i'm like if i had condoms in the post-apocalyptic world i'd be using them for other things like keeping things dry <laughs> water <laughs> balloons <just> water, anything <laughs> like there's so many uses for well, that probably type of when thing. people are raiding grocery stores and whatnot they don't think about family planning in the post-apocalypse so <laughs> well, condoms these galore <laughs> these guys obviously did right obviously so. i mean they 
I guess they figure they're gonna run into a woman at some point and they're gonna and give not- it to her. Yeah, exactly. And she'll be willing or not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> she'll apparently. be or not at the beginning, and then yes at the end. What? Like just <laughs> Oh, just such such a terrible So he's just like it's his the book kind of writes it off as immaturity and impetuousness, I guess, for Finn. And I just, I didn't believe that. And, I just thought, and I thought a little bit sick. of like, and he's a little domineering. So like, you get the sense that he, like back when the world existed, he, he was, was the cop he didn't want to leave. Like he, he was a player. Didn't. He was a cocky asshole. Got, he knew he was good looking, could sleep with any woman he wanted to did quite frequently and was kind of like a love and leave him kind of dude. Right. And then along comes this woman who by all accounts is a complete pushover and doormat (laughs) and is the type of woman he could bang and leave. Yeah. Without a second thought, you know, two months ago. Mm -hmm. And even though the world has changed, his attitudes haven't changed. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you and you're going to like it. And whatever bullshit you want to talk about, well, we'll just save it for later. Yep. And it's like, that's not okay, dude. It wasn't okay to start with and it certainly isn't okay now. Right. So just like, maybe I might have liked him at the start, but after that moment, I hated him Mm -hmm. and I wanted, couldn't wait for him to die. And he doesn't. (laughs) No. I know. I was. Which is I was fortunate. I was thinking one of them would die, but no, no one dies. Nobody dies. It's a, it's a happy ending. So they find wah, this wah. town. <laughs> so they end up finding this town because basically this whole book is mostly them running away from zombies and or marauders, um, and then yes. fucking in random houses. Yes. Um, along the way, and then so they eventually come to this town of survivors of uninfected that they've walled up, and they're like, "Well, oh, this is where we're gonna stay." Um. And they become part of the community and the community totally accepts that by this point, they're like a three some ish. Like they're in, they're in an open relationship because at this point they haven't had their threesome, which we all know is coming. Oh at some point. my God. It took so long to get there too. I know. And what I happened? Know. Not that hot. No. Gotta no. say. Bit of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they get to town. They're a threesome. It's kind of weird for people, but. Nobody really seems to care. Yeah, they have other things. Except for maybe one person. Yeah. We'll get there. So then it becomes apparent that someone's trying to kill Allie. (laughs) Well, not even. So they get to town and they're in town. Like, I don't think even 24 hours has passed. Oh, yeah. And he becomes the sheriff. (laughs) Finn's the sheriff. Um, Daniel is the local mechanic, which is fine because that's what he used to be. And then she's just fucking useless. Yeah. But she's got, she's got no skills. <laughs> she really doesn't. Someone has died. But the best part is is that like she's so useless, but everybody thinks that she's like the best. <laughs> yeah, but she can't do shit. Well, I guess she's the best. Like Aaron likes her because she's got two men. Mm-hmm. So that's cool for Aaron that this woman has got two men at her back and call. Although Aaron doesn't really understand the reality of the situation, neither does Allie, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I, don't um, think, I think Dan's the only one with like his heart, like his. Dan's the only one with his head on his shoulders. Like I actually yeah. liked Daniel. I actually did. Yeah. He he knew what he was like. Maybe he pressured her 
into this three-way. But he, whenever either one of them was being stupid, he... You call them out. He called them out, or he like he knew when to talk and he knew when to shut up, mm-hmm. and that's just experience. Right. And Finn thinks he knows everything, but that's just because he's inexperienced. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a conflict between the three of them, and it bothered me that Finn didn't learn anything from being with Allie and Dan. No one learned anything. And it just like I had such I granted the book only takes place over the course of like maybe two weeks, but still there's still time to grow mm-hmm. in that space. And it bothered me that Finn is the same person he is at the end of the book as he was at the start. Yeah, Allie changes is, a little bit. She's still fucking useless when the book ends, but <laughs> but but now she's more open to having being fucked up the. But ass. now she's more open about <laughs> sex, so that's great. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so they get to town, and as I said, they're not in town 24 hours, and somebody dies. There's been a death in town, and it's written off as a suicide. Clearly not a suicide. Uh, Finn proves to be the worst cop ever. Doesn't yeah. investigate or anything. Because he doesn't want to rock the boat. <laughs> rock that boat, dude. This woman died. And anyone you talk to will tell you there's no reason why she she's just not the type of person who would kill herself. She's persevered through the last two months she's not going to top herself now um and then that's just sort of like the we have to assume that other people have been murdered in this town before although it never really gets into that and then Allie is targeted and it's the way the book is written you're meant to assume it's this religious fanatic named Rachel thanks Mm. for that Rachel's a pretty common name in these books. I don't know why. That's weird because I don't meet a lot of Rachels in my day-to-day life. What am I feeling you're going to find? Try to like hunt one down with the main character being Shelly. <laughs> I'm going to put it on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> it's two books now with a Rachel in it. Um... Rachel 2, Shelly 0. And I'll let you have this win for sure. <laughs> oh, I don't want it. <laughs> Anyway, so you're made to believe it's the religious woman. You're made to, and then it's, it turns out it's these other two dudes who are well, like so, in say, wait, 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 or wait, love wait. with the religious so woman. So the it first time matter. The first time they try to kill Rachel, well, kind of. No, they don't try to kill Rachel. No, 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 no. Andy, Andy leaves her at a. Um, Andy leaves Allie. Ugh. Allie, yeah. Man, fix it up with the vowels, Jesus. <laughs> And he leaves Allie behind on a supply run, lies to everybody about how she went back on a like earlier on a different truck. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of sends everyone people into a panic. You had to know that that was going to happen. Oh, for sure. But at the same time, I'm like, well, technically, that's kind of murder. Like he was hoping they were hoping. Yeah. She'd get bitten. But it's like, oh, but we can't find Annie now to question him. Like, well, isn't that fucking yeah. convenient? And and this is where also like there's um. There are, the, there are these dogs that are just mauling zombies oh, and our people, which right. I thought this was pointless. Like, why? Why, this, why now? This, yeah. And I also like, it was just, there was no point in it. Like, there well, was, it didn't add to the story. All of this plot happens in the last half of the book. I, I would have loved it if it were like. to bring up. I think it would have been way better if they were like kangaroos. <laughs> Because they're or dingoes, the yeah. dingo yeah. ate your baby. Because there's this moment earlier in the book when they're still trying to run away from the marauders, they come upon a scene where this one marauder is crying 
over the mutilated corpses of his brethren. Mm-hmm. And there's this brief description of this pile of gore that used to be the other marauders. It's like something tore them apart. It had to have been animals. And we're done. Moving yeah, exactly. on. It's like, yeah, exactly. Whoa, then- whoa. Back up the bus, honey. Yeah. <laughs> That's again Finn's investigative skills are. He's like, well, I mean, maybe it's his attention span because of his age. But, but still, the point is, the book just sort of very quickly moves on from this moment, and then when we finally get to town, and then we finally get to the scene, and so, and then these, Allie has to stay on a roof, and then she looks down and sees all these dog and she eyes. Sees, it's like, oh, so that wasn't bullshit. There really are feral zombie dogs tearing bodies apart, like. I, I understand what you're trying to do here, but it doesn't work. No, it didn't. It didn't. And like, it would have been, there could have been more interesting things to do with the animals, but they are there not, in this, not more, in this book. <laughs> more interesting things to do with everything in this book. Again, all of the plot happens in the last half of the book. Essentially, if this woman knew how to structure a story, you have your characters meet up. They arrive to town all within like the first quarter of the book. And then the rest of the book you have set inside this town where you have all of this intrigue and you've right. got zombies at the gate and you've got there's something else going on and you don't so, really understand like why are the zombies dead in the morning? What's happening at night? Like yeah. there's a and, way to include then, all of these plot elements into your story, but just And then so Andy, the whole point was Andy and his brother, right? I think it's his brother. No, it's, it's not his brother, it's just another guy named Owen. Anyway. Yeah, so Andy and Owen decide that they want to, they want Rachel to be... Or they're in Rachel. love they with, they're Allie. in love with Rachel. Right, and she's been bitten. And then, her. off page, Rachel turns into a zombie. Yeah, yeah like how did that happen, right? <laughs> what so. the shit? Yeah. yeah. And then no they, one was around for that. No one was around. And then they, they, they're gonna feed Allie <laughs> to Rachel because they can't bring themselves to kill her because they're they in think, love with her. But they also like, think that pe- that zombies are getting a bad rap and that <laughs> and that if, if they turn Allie, her two men will also convince be in love with her and therefore right. they'll, they'll all be fine with zombies and it'll be like a zombie love fest. Right. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with zombies. We're all no. just prejudiced against them. It's yeah, like exactly. racism. Yeah. No, a, I'll, I'll admit to that. I'm not a racist, but I am a zombie racist. <laughs> it's not racism. Zomb- like, no, zombies no. have no agenda. I know. Other than to eat you. The, the, zombie, the zombie council has decided. <laughs> they don't care Man. who you are, where you come from, what you believe in. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to eat your delicious brains. Exactly. So anyway, so Andy and Owen have lost their minds. They try to feed uh, Allie to Rachel. It fails. They get Owen gets eaten instead. Andy runs away and he takes off the lock of the town in the middle of the, like. It's yeah, what was that town. all about? It's like, well, I'm just going to let all the zombies into town then. It's like, well, so dude, I, think, I no. the reason was is because he still wanted everybody to love the zombies. And what's for your them, end game here? I know it was dumb. It was so, so stupid. Then there's this huge fight, and then these fucking rando commandos show, show up out <laughs> of nowhere again. Because there's this scene when Ra- when Rachel, now I'm doing it. When Allie <laughs> is le- is on that supply, abandoned on the supply run. She spends the night up on the roof, and she can see the town. 
And she sees some weird shit. She sees like a light in the darkness outside of town. Well, what's all that about? Well, you're meant to put it together later on that that was Rachel leaving town, I guess. I just... <laughs> like that's that's what I put figured out. I don't. I know. think that's what the author was going for. I don't know. Or was these commando guys? I don't know. But again, it's like. Since she's outside of town at night, she sees the dogs. Well, maybe here's another opportunity to introduce the fucking commandos who show up at the end of the book and have a yeah. kind of an important role and, to play. Well, and then so the commandos <laughs> show up, but then they have a coup. And then, yeah, because there's <laughs> infighting within their unit. Because basically the, been the, commandos, the commandos showed up at the town to steal the women. But then these other guys were like, well, we'll just kill these dudes because oh we're actually good people. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we call backloading. <laughs> oh my god! When you cram all your plot into the end of the story. Yeah, but I, like I was just like, okay, go, go on. <laughs> all right, I guess. And then for the ones that were kind of horrible, they just let them go, and the other ones could just join the town. Yes, the good commandos, the non-rapey commandos, can join the town. But the rapey commandos, who are still alive, who haven't been killed in the mutiny coup—I don't know yeah. what to call it. I guess it's reverse a mu- no. coup. <laughs> I think it's a coup. Because there was, there, I think there was a mutiny, and maybe this is a coup by the original. It doesn't matter. I, th- I thought mutinies really only happened on ships. I think you can mutiny, and, and I don't think you have to be on a boat to mutiny. Like you could be mutinous, but like that's more of a description of a behavior rather than. But it's still, but to be mutinous, it comes from mutiny. I know, but like, but more one's more of like a. I don't think a, mutinies only happen on ships. <laughs> I think they can happen elsewhere. I, but I thought I if they, they happened elsewhere, it land. might be more of a coup. I don't think no, because I think a, a coup might be just more political in nature, whereas a mutiny could be usurping any power. Sure. I don't know. I, anyway, we'll have to look that one up. <laughs> <laughs> the point is. The point is that will be much more interesting than the end of this book. <laughs> Right. Very dry research into the <laughs> pedantics of mutinies and coups. I know, right? <laughs> so the end of the book, everything everything's happy and everything's fine. And um, finally, Ali lets uh, both the guys fuck her. Like, so they've had a threesome earlier at yes. the point of the town. Um, and it kind of whatever we'll get into the sex later but the, the last scene literally the last couple of pages is ali uh, this whole thing has been building where finn's been wanting to fuck her up the ass and so um dan is under day. her and yeah. he is uh behind her and, and finn is behind her and they it's, basically just yeah it's finn's birthday at the end of the book and he comes home and he comes he comes home to find ali on all fours and Dan's got two fingers up her ass because he's prepping her for, for Finn. Finn. And this is her birthday present to Finn is that he can do her in the butt. Oh, and they've also made a decision to have babies now. I guess so. That was weird. It came right out of nowhere. It yep. made no sense. No. And I think it's really irresponsible. Yep. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So the book ends. So Finn sticks his dick in her butt. And then I can't remember whose suggestion it is for Dan to then double team her. Yep. And this isn't her first round of butt sex. She's had it before and has said very clearly that she did not enjoy the experience. Yep. 
So, but they've been working her in the whole time. I just, I mean, maybe I'm just a prude. I'm fully willing to accept that. But if I'm willing to let some guy do me in the ass, I am certainly not going to be open to getting double teamed at the same time. If I'm like pretty much an anal virgin. Yeah. I just, I don't see that being an enjoyable experience. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be, I think it would literally and figuratively be rough. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, so that was just, and then, yeah, that's how the book ends. And the book ends, like, literally, and I told oh Rachel, this where I was like, wow, the book ends with, with a bang. bang. And like, I'm like, literally. what do you mean? She's like, I mean that in any kind of way you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it had been what I suggested. They got blown up while having sex. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, they're no. Ha- they or live- they're, they're having sex and the infected get let in at that point. They live another day to tell the tale. Mm. Of their raunchy butt sex three-way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, have, well, let's talk about the sex. What okay. do you think? Let's, I, so, when Dan and Allie first got together, mm-hmm. I thought that was okay because she's, I don't like her character. No, but the, uh, let's I just be very really, clear about that. Let's just go purely on the act though and the way it was yeah. written was not bad. No, it wasn't bad. Their their like their first sexual encounter wasn't bad and she's kind of in charge of it all which is nice cuz she decides she's going to just like not throw caution to the wind but she's been so scared these past two months she's like, "Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to be yeah. myself. I'm going to own it and I'm just going to fuck this guy who clearly likes me." Yeah. And it and, might be to my advantage. And Exactly. And he's been really patient with me. He hasn't pushed me or pressured me into anything. So I'm just going to take the initiative. I'm like, that's great. Go for it. Yeah, you go, girl. You go, girl. You're um, useless otherwise. <laughs> so useless. And they have a wonderful coupling. And it was like, it was pretty hot. And then the next I, I, morning, I thought, when he I thought, yeah, I thought it was hot. Wakes her up with some oral. I'm like, that's great. I'm all for it. <laughs> and then it goes downhill from there. Yes. As soon as Finn really enters the picture, he ruins the sex. Yeah, he ruins the book. <laughs> he ruins the book. He does ruin the book because sex with him isn't hot. No, it's uh, not consensual. It's non-consensual. It's... And then when it is consensual, it's just wearing someone down. And it's weird. Yes. Because he just like, she's a little uncomfortable having sex with him to begin with, but she's doing it really kind of more for Dan. Yeah, because Dan is like, this is useful, and she's just like, okay, whatever. For anyone else? And she's like, I do like him. I find him attractive. I'm like, okay, and that's great. But then he, like, gets her naked, and he just stares at her for a while. I'm like, dude, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, even if that's his thing, it's still, like, Like, me. You can take her in. You can devour her with your eyes. (laughs) But he just stands there and stares at her pussy. I'm like, this is a little off-putting. I can, like, I'm kind of on her side with this one where she just wants to, like, cram her legs shut. Yeah. And be done with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he doesn't allow that either. He doesn't he allow that either. And then he wants to, he always wants to do her from behind, which yep. I, like. There's some definite hints where I'm like, are you, are you sure you want a woman? 
<laughs> yeah, because I was waiting for the two of them to get together. I'm like, that could be pretty hot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, yeah, this is not okay. fair. Yeah, <laughs> so, but he just, he never, like, I always, every every sexual encounter the two of them have, he always wants to fuck her from behind, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but I think it's weird. And it's not even that. It's just also the constant pressure that he puts under her. It's true. Under. And then the first time they, and so when they get together and have sex for the first time, it's really mechanical. Yes. And he, like, she thinks that he's just completely closed himself off emotionally. And he's, for him, I guess he's just, like, really into it or something. You don't really get, you don't ever understand what's going on in his head during all, this All encounter. you know this is, like, why would you ever sleep with this man again? But then, so they, ha- <laughs> so they have sex. Okay, that's nice. And, like, the entire relationship falls apart afterwards. I'm like, first of all, it's one night. And you were doing, you were doing, you had sex with him as a favor to Dan and kind of as a favor for him. So, like, why are you so emotionally involved with this dude? Yeah. And I can understand why you would get upset that he's not giving as much as you are during the encounter. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, that, the fallout from that night between the two of them, I'm like, you're both being really unreasonable about this. Mm-hmm. And I had, I just, I have such a problem with the relationship between the two of them. Because on the one hand, it's really forced. Yes. And on the other hand, they're completely unreasonable about how they handle it. They're both so fucking immature. And well, and that's also one of those things where, given the circumstances of where they are and that the world is pretty much over, that they knew, it's like, you, you just... You just don't really understand like where the comfort lies in her hooking up with Finn other do you know what I mean? Like there's no like why is she attracted to him ongoing after this one terrible experience? Yeah, because I would imagine that would be enough to kind of kill the mood. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, hey baby, you want to do that again? I'd be like, no. No thanks. Because <laughs> like she everything that she needs and wants, Dan gives Isn't Dan. her. Yeah, Isn't exactly. Dan. So yeah. maybe and if Dan, Dan and if and if she were to go to Dan, because Dan is the protective type, and say, like, I really didn't enjoy that, he'd probably be like, okay, don't worry about it. Yeah, but she doesn't do it. It's like, just be fucking honest with yourself for once in your life. Tell this guy how you feel. He's made it very clear to you that he but that's loves the you of- and will care for you and will protect you no matter what. So but just tell all- him you had a terrible sexual encounter with Finn. And you don't want to fuck him anymore. <laughs> but that's that's the, that's the terrible writing in this book, right? Like she, she could have written it so that Finn was a likable character. <laughs> yeah. No, Finn has zero redeeming qualities. Allie has very little going for her. <laughs> no, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact that she's gorgeous and is I guess. like... It, but like the, her uselessness is quite astounding. She's so useless. She's good at hiding. That's about it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else sex was there? So there's her and Dan, her and Finn, and then oh yeah, she and Dan go at it again. Yeah, and I just the way it's written, even just the sex between her and Dan is much more tender and loving. Yeah, and I mean, if it's your thing, like, I mean, if you like the tender loving thing, like, it's it's actually quite intimate, and it's nice, but at the same time, and I find that those moments were better written than the other ones, but yeah. at the same time, like, even if you liked the dominant aspect of, or being dominated by someone, it didn't have to happen uh, as rape. 
<laughs> well, that's just it. Like, I kind of, I wonder if the author also hated Finn. Because Maybe. there's nothing, there's nothing nice about Finn and Allie's coupling. No. It's never They're... a positive experience for either one of them. No, but at the same time, they still have feelings for one another and they're attracted to each other. Oh. And I'm like, I don't believe that. Not at all. Like, he can be hot. You can find him hot without being attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like everybody knows that guy when he opens his mouth. You're like, oh, right. you were so much better looking. Like, she's in her <laughs> 30s. She should have figured this shit out by now. <laughs> and even if she hasn't, she should probably have figured it out during this book. <laughs> exactly. Back to my point about the personal journey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so. Oh, so bad. So, I, like. And then, the, so, and then the whole backdrop of the apocalypse. I just. Yeah, yeah like, as, uh, there, were, there wasn't a lot of, like, once they get into town, it actually slows down quite a bit, the book. It's weird, it slows down, but that's when all the plot happens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bit of a problem for the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I just, once I got into town, I was like, I felt very much disengaged from the book at all. Like, because it's no longer, it's the survival element is no longer there, and the mystery element that you just don't care about. And then you really yeah. don't care about the relationship between two of the main characters. So yeah. Well, that's a like, function eh. of it happening halfway through the book. Where, as I said, if it, they'd come arrived in town earlier in the story, it would have, I think, it would have facilitated differently. Yeah. It, yeah, you would have been more engaged in what was going on in town. Wouldn't have changed anything for the characters of the relationships because they all suck. And you but... would have, and you would have liked um, to to grow into the other characters. Like, what's the other girl's name? Erin. Erin. Um, yeah. Like, I like liked she the and Finn should have had something. Yeah, going that's on. what I, that's what I figured. And also, like, for someone who's such an asshole, why is Ali so jealous of Erin at the beginning? I know, Jesus. <laughs> what fuck? And then Erin comes over and apologizes, like. Bitch, no, you have nothing to apologize. You have nothing to apologize for. If anything, Ali should apologize to you. Yeah. And exactly. then she and Finn have this stupid fight because Aaron's flirting with Finn and he's flirting with her, and Ali gets all possessive and jealous. It's like you slept together exactly once and you didn't like it. Yeah. Um I completely forgot what I was gonna <laughs> say. Well the, I just yeah, the jealousy element, like there was just there was there was no point in it. There was nothing. Oh, was that nest? Oh yeah, I remember now. So like, yeah. So Allie and Finn have a fight over Aaron, and then Finn storms off and ends up spending the night at the police station. And then they like they try to talk about it, but they do a shitty job yeah. at it. And then I think they're like on the verge of another fight or something, and Finn's like, "Well, I don't want to spend another night alone at the police station." It's like. That was your choice, yeah. asshole. You're the one who walked out of that so apartment. I think, I think she points that out, though, doesn't she, in the argument? I can't remember. It that. takes too long. All of the fights, the fights are written really badly. First <laughs> of all, they're all really forced. So that's an issue. They don't happen organically. It's like someone's picking a fight but doing a really bad job at it. Yeah. Um, And then eventually she says that it was his choice, but it's not... She doesn't say it early enough and she doesn't say it forceful enough for him to understand that he made the mistake, mm. that it was his fault because they both end up apologizing to each other. And I'm like, I, 
you don't have anything to apologize for, and Aaron doesn't have anything to apologize for. Nope. So I thought Finn would have been better off with Aaron, and Allie should have just been like, you know what? I tried the open relationship three-way thing, and it's not for me. And Dan's just like a passive observer and all this. He's like, you know what? I kind of enjoy watching those two fuck, but yep. I kind of enjoy just having it all to myself also. So, <laughs> so whatever. And now we don't need, and the whole thing is, is like, they use Finn at the beginning because they also realize he's useful. But once they get into town, he doesn't serve a purpose anymore. No, and he is the worst cop. Yes. He is so bad at his job. So, but for being whatever <laughs> special crazy cop forces or whatever they have in Australia, oh my God, like you if all the cops in Australia are that deadly, <laughs> like, Jesus. But when it but but when it comes down to it, he can't investigate a suspicious suicide. And then when other stuff happens in town, what does he do? He goes running to Alley. It's like yes. you have a whole town to protect here, dude. Not just your girlfriend who is safe at home. Yeah, you have some you have some responsibilities other than your family life. Yeah, other than that butthole you want to fuck, because essentially that's all she is. Let's face yeah. it. Yep, she is one a walking butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shall we see what other people have to say about this book? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think we've been pretty clear. <laughs> Feeling thorough. Yeah. Thorough. Um, so on Goodreads, it has a 3.62. Wow. So I think on the lower end. Yes. Most of these books that we've been reviewing, and even if we didn't like them, have like four or five stars. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I did hear, I found a couple of two star reviews here. Uh, 2.5 stars. Grr, I was so damn sure I was going to love this book. I don't really know what happened, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I think we can relate. Yeah. All right. Here's one star. Uh, and she lists her reasons. One skinny anorexic starving zombie dick star. (laughs) 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 Okay. Terrible writing, whining, annoying, extremely irritating main character. Love interest was so forced. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree with that one. And then she writes, I wish they all died. (laughs) (laughs) honestly when the zombies got led into town i was waiting for one of them to get it i know it It was so disappointing it really was like the only character you liked which is like santa was the one who got and then he dies yeah and then even then though even when like his death scene is terrible because he's about to turn and he looks at his daughter, who is Aaron. And he's like, oh, I left it too late. It's like, left what too late? You didn't yeah. tell her you love her and you're proud of her? Jesus Christ. Like, I assume that's what that was about. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's like, even even that moment, it's like, you are leaving so much off the page here that really should be included. <laughs> oh, you mean like a main character turning? <laughs> or <laughs> Right? Spending way too much time with stupid shit that nobody cares about. Yeah. Here's a 2.5 stars. Low on zombies. <laughs> I love that her complaint is that there aren't enough zombies in this zombie apocalyptic romance. Which is true because most of the action actually doesn't happen around the zombies. It happens around the marauders. That's yeah. All of the the zombies are like an ever present threat, but the more immediate threats are other humans. 
Yeah. So I get it. So, um, Rach, uh, hot or not? At the end of the day, I think I'm going to go with not only because Allie is a bit of a wet blanket Mm -hmm. and Finn is just too rapey. Too rapey. Like there's an acceptable amount of rapiness. (laughs) Yeah, there's no, no, no acceptable amount of rapey. Um, I would have to say not, but if the book had continued like the first, let's say 50 pages, I think it would have been actually pretty good read and pretty hot. But um, so like basically just put the book down after 50 pages. That's what I'm saying. Like after Allie and Dan have sex, we're like, yes, and we're done. And we're done. We're good. (laughs) I don't need to know what else happens to these people. Because that part's hot. And then the last, you know, 375 pages or 350 pages are not worth it. Not hot. Yeah. Not worth it. You're right. You're right. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been flesh. Yeah. I guess. Um, if you want to get in touch with us about other books you've read or what we, we might be reading in the future, not that we know these things ahead of time. Well, we do know our next book, actually. So That's and we true. also have a guest. That's true. Something to look forward to. Hmm. Um, so you can follow us at CandyPod on Twitter. Our Facebook is ChicksNDy. <laughs> And you can email us, uh, email us sorry, at candypod at gmail.com. And like candy, not as in like candy, as in I want candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, C and D. Yeah, C A N D. D. There are two Ds. Yeah. Double D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. That was available. Whatever. We'll leave it at that. Good luck reaching us. (laughs) Yes. More power to you. Uh, So I guess until next time, I've been Rachel. I've been Shelly. And I guess keep it sexy. Yeah. Like, but like not so rapey. Not so rapey. (laughs) Oh, at all. Maybe focus on the bread. Yeah. And yeah. And consent's important. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Always. Even in a post-apocalyptic world. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta have consent.